Hello and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast, sponsored by ThothWitchcraft.com. So today we're going to be talking about pop culture and witchcraft. So for all you witches out there and witchy wannabes, <laughs> let's talk about the sorts of things that you see on television and read in books that most of us tend to go on about how it's not a true reflection of witchcraft and moan about it but at the same time secretly indulge and watch um so chris what what are the sort of things that you would watch as a kid on television or film or in books that, that had witches in what was the first kind of exposure you had as a kid to that sort of thing um, well, I suppose the first proper one would probably be Buffy, which I know is technically not witchy, um, but as as the kind of seasons went on um, and Willow got more and more interesting, um, yeah, I suppose she she's the first kind of witch I probably tried to, for lack of a better word, connect to. Um, obviously, it worked for me because obviously that was about the time kind of secondary school when you start experimenting so that was the 90s that's the 90s yeah. 90s end yeah. of the 90s beginning of the 90s yeah see I, I was never into Buffy I never really watched that in fact I don't even think I've ever seen an entire episode I watched a little bit of the spin-off show Angel but I never really kind of got into it I think the first one for me aside from the odd film like, you know, Disney films and things like that, Hocus Pocus, that sort of thing. The first real TV series, I think, was probably Charmed. The proper noughties, then. <laughs> proper noughties, yeah. yeah. Um, but then we weren't allowed that sort of thing, oh, in case, okay. to be fair. So, you know, Christians and all that. They, they we, we would often talk about the... Um, the witch of endor and that sort of thing but it wasn't so much allowed on television okay. in fact when the harry potter books came out we weren't allowed to read harry potter unless we read a, a little bit of the bible first <laughs> before um that was kind of our bribe for reading the bible if you read say a couple of pages then you're allowed to read a chapter of harry potter and it really was like oh, I that. see. Well, to be fair, <laughs> mine wasn't quite so bad, although um, my Harry Potter books did tend to disappear about halfway through, mainly because there was no real way that my parents could punish me. Not that I was naughty often, but the, uh, if somebody, if yeah. I was told, oh, you're grounded, I'd just read more books. So it was yeah. like, it wasn't really grounding. Yeah. So the only way that I kind of punished was if uh, things were hidden that I liked. And sometimes that was kind of, sometimes books are required for homework. <laughs> so, so that's the, the nerd equivalent, essentially, of um, yeah, essentially. grounding you or taking away your Xbox or well, PlayStation. Well, I think, obviously, I'm the eldest of uh, four brothers <laughs> oh, in my, fair my parents' house. So, like, <laughs> the Xbox, was, and we had all the games consoles, yeah. but they were shared. They were all of ours. So it meant if all the televisions were covered up by, it didn't matter if I sat um, in the background reading because no one was going to want to turn on that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, are there any, in, in, in on television or in film, 
what do you think the truest reflection of witchcraft is? So is there ever been a film or anything like that which you look at and you You're think, gonna well, judge actually, me now that came fairly close to depicting? Because, one, you can't help it, but two, like... You know, I will, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I think the closest I've ever got was The Craft. Which I know is really bad, particularly with, uh, you know, <laughs> me and not particularly that. liking the W word. <laughs> but, you know, like actually in terms of practice like it wasn't over the mark like it wasn't there wasn't any kind of cgi effects like you were charmed it was all about the blowing the demons up and all that kind of shit well i don't know she does uh, start levitating through a window and stuff like that don't she so it's kind yeah, of yeah but that's all glamours and shit to, yeah it's not it's not like throwing energy balls and fireballs no. like on charmed i guess no like it, it was a, it was very achievable even for the mundane uh versions of witches i guess yeah i'm 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 gutted that you haven't seen buffy we're gonna have to make you watch buffy mainly because okay. i i have three episodes that i have to re-watch every now and again and it's the end of i think it's the end of season six the last three episodes when willow goes full-on dark demon shit. um and a lot's happened to her before then but like she flays a man alive that sort of thing um and that's probably the closest of what i wanted to be but uh, <laughs> we're getting a real insight into your personality <laughs> but not, now not as we? realistic with what's you know not that flaying someone alive is necessarily impossible but you know not as uh, cinematically pleasing as uh, as willow did it yeah that's 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 interesting i mean it's about entertainment at the end of the day because i hear a lot of uh, magical practitioners witches pagans complain a lot i mean i know that pagans do like to complain about pretty much everything um but whenever there's something being depicted on television that's got witches in, they're never mm. happy. And I think the difference is, like, when we look at something like that, even if there's something abysmally rubbish, but with a little bit of charm, like um, like some of the stuff you get on Netflix and that, like Shadow Hunters or, you know, some of these kind of um, no. these programs, you were not really no, offended the right by it, Because it is entertainment. The, you know, you they're know. attempting to bring some pretty good books alive. Um, but, or of course, but then you can... And they're never as good as the books. It's never going to match as good as the, uh, your imagination can take you, I guess. Because it's trying to please too big an audience, whereas that book only has to mm. please you. Yeah. Well, do you think that it's getting, um, as time's going on, do you think that it's getting more um, closer to the, to, closer to real life? Because you've got, obviously, older films like The Wicker Man and that kind of thing that's portraying um, witchcraft or paganism in a negative light. But then you've yeah. also got kind of the, it's not really a remake, but Midsummer, if you ever watched that, which is quite graphic. And then if you've watched... Um, the originals, you've got obviously in New Orleans, you've got the witches and that in there where they've kind of, that is, you know, linked, you know, they've not done too bad um, an attempt at explaining a little bit about ancestral veneration and, and working with ancestors in a magical capacity and stuff like that. And a bit of, because it's set in New Orleans, New Orleans culture and that kind of thing. Is it getting better? Or are we seeing less? 
kind of stereotypical bad witch splat bang fire going everywhere or i i think it really depends on on kind of what tv you're watching like because like yeah on one side you've got something like originals which again technically isn't about witches but is witches are a large part of it and they've tried to portray a particular type of um of witchcraft which i quite which is good it's all traditional ancestral work even the kind of viking magic they try and put into that as well kind of Um, that stereotypical witch for a long time yeah and then you pair that up with something like sabrina the revamp for sabrina um and then you uh yeah i like i have to admit i really do like that the um chilling adventures the chilling adventures of sabrina i mean it's nothing like actual magic but it was one of those ones where it's so they make the witches so um bad but at the same time so funny that you're kind of like i can't help but yeah but just laugh at them um and you know it's not like because essentially in in on that show is nothing like the original kind of uh children's thing <laughs> no but somehow it's managed to keep the charm that you had from the original and then add all this really dark shit, um in order to actually get what is actually really entertaining and the thought that they weren't going to make season two uh, because they defended far too many people mostly in the us but you know oh i didn't know that so it it the second season almost didn't happen um so they'd already started filming it and they were about to be shut down um because the i think the bible belt got involved um oh right as it was glorifying satanism i think yeah but yeah, whereas technically it has nothing to do with Satanism, but yeah, you know, um, because they were using a a reformation of Baphomet, all of a sudden it was Satanism, like you know, um, but yeah, I really think that got close. I've just realised why you were talking about those that um, my other big big one from my childhood, movie wise, was Practical Magic. Ah, uh, yeah. With Nicole Kidman. Uh, is that nineties as well, or is that noughties? Uh, I think it was nineties. Okay. I think I watched it a ridiculous amount of times in my naughty in the noughties, but actually, I think it was earlier than that. Don't quote us though. Um, but yeah, that was probably the closest rendition of what I think of when I think of kind of cunning man, cunning woman work. That kind of um sweet old ladies that everybody would avoid because they were a bit spooky um yeah but then they start that... coming in the middle of the night they're banging on your door you know yeah kill this bird because i want him to love me and i just i think that i think that moment where they were talking about particularly that moment where they um you know she's like careful what you wish for in yeah. that proper witchy moment we've had which come on collect connect that that's probably closer to what we do um, in consultations than anything else has ever shown 
Well, I mean, there's some really interesting, because um, again, with technology and stuff like that, when it comes to special effects and story writing and stuff like that, I mean, you can look at Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all of the budget that gets spent on the special effects and all that sort of thing for films like that, that have kind of supernatural elements in them. But then when you look at some of the fan films that are on YouTube as well, and yeah. how people kind of take those and they make um, really quite cool versions of that. I watched one the other day, which was set in, it was basically about the House of Black or the Three Sisters um, of uh, the House of Black from Harry Potter. So it is, yeah. um, what's her name? The crazy I one. I did watch it in the end. Oh, it's Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah, Bellatrix Lestrange and her two sisters and basically the dynamic there and how she got to be a little bit, I suppose, well, to be Lestrange. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that, you know, because it, it kind of shows the progression and the, the pop culture is kind of a reflection on what people view the world or view different um witchcraft and things like that and paganism because you've got kind of originally you've got a lot of the the witches always the bad witch always the the villain and that sort of thing and then in the 90s when you've got all this kind of wiccan stuff coming out oh i said the yeah. w word um then you've got it all charmed and it's all like oh well we would never ever do anything for personal gain and we can't do that because yeah. of the rule of free and that and now you've got kind of sabrina and stuff which like pop, that which popularized pop, popularized sorry i really couldn't say that as um as safe i think is is yes. what that did it it stopped removed all the mystery and made it all about oh no we're, we're all witches are lovely and only want good things to happen and popularized obviously i imagine high increased the amount of crystal use after yeah. charmed came out i imagine but, well, um, all of the Book of Shadows, that that made Books yeah. of Shadows super cool, these leather-bound things. And and the thing is, when you, when, because there are other practitioners and stuff like that that are quite public and they, you know, they do work for clients or they're accessible to the general public. Yeah. Um, and they, whenever there's a witchcraft TV show or something like that that comes out, whether it's in the 90s or now, you get an influx of emails and people asking about things they've seen on the show. So in the 90s, it was all mundane people talking about Charmed and, oh, what is this Wiccan rule of free and, you know, what's a white light and all that sort of thing. And nowadays they're kind of asking about things like, is there such a thing as a supreme? because of yeah. American Horror Stories covered yeah, exactly. um, and that sort of thing. And it does flavour how people view um, not only what's possible, but what witchcraft actually is. Why do you think that it never really gets it right? Because, of course, these producers and stuff like that, there, may, there must be practitioners out there that are in Hollywood that actually know. So why do you think that it doesn't really give that accurate a portrayal? Well, part of it you could kind of say is probably with the gatekeeping. Um, there's always <laughs> going to be that. There's always going to be that aspect of you know secrets shouldn't be shared too well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure why. But then I suppose witch witch and witchcraft is such a diverse word now. Yeah. It means so many different things to so many different people. I don't think it's possible to kind of condense that down i think the probably actually i'd forgotten about american horror story actually season three and then isn't there the 
apocalypse. The season. apocalypse one is one. The the, but, the witches versus the um, spawn of Satan, the Antichrist, yeah. essentially. Whereas the coven one is really good again at hitting that kind of um, coven dynamics. Yeah. And trying to uh, trying to demonstrate that kind of infighting amongst witch traditions. I yeah. quite liked that too, with the kind of New Orleans witches and the uh, that kind of all kind of necromancy and all that kind of stuff against. Well, these... it had it had Maria Laveau in, and yeah, of I'm a big fan of that. She was pretty cool. The actress that played her in there, it, yeah. it, I have to say, was you know it was quite good. So then that was my actual introdu- introduction to the American horror stories. Actually, I hadn't watched them before they brought the Coven one out. Okay, right. So that was my first one, and then started working backwards and then forwards. Yeah, again, with um, so many... That's the thing, I mean, with some of the moots and things like that that I've been to, every now and then you'll get a newcomer that's coming to a pagan or magical moot in order to embark on their journey. But every now and then you'll get someone that comes from a university or doing some, some kind of an academic project okay. and they just want to come and study us you know yeah. and they don't always get so well received so there was for example a photographer that came once and she basically wanted to see if she could film or photograph um rituals and things like that to do with magical practices and she couldn't quite get it around her head that no that's not acceptable <laughs> um and I think she did kind of lay, leave in a strop after someone yeah. may have said a couple of things to her that she didn't quite take very well. But then but, to, some, um, to some extent, that's like somebody coming up and going, I don't know you, but do you mind if I film your sex tape? Like, yeah, it's that level of personal. And I don't think someone as an outsider would have understood quite how um, how personal they were asking a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, nowadays as well, because of the way technology is and that you can you can literally shoot a fairly decent quality film and edit it on a mobile phone nowadays. Yeah, you exactly. Know? I'm like, I mean, there's some really cool and quirky independent films that are being produced and made by actual practitioners that do highlight certain practices and things that you just wouldn't be aware of or you wouldn't really get unless you did practice so the last one i watched i think was called a dark song and that was interesting because it wasn't so much to do with witchcraft but it took things from a ceremonial magician's perspective and it got one of the the famous grimoires um the book of abramel and the mage and it was kind of like that just sums up that character that was that was playing one of the main characters there um, it sums up that kind of archetypal um, person. And what I do, I don't care so much about the magic and the special effects or even so much the storyline. What I really like is when you get a series or a TV show or a book which really gets someone's character and, you know, um, a personality across. Yeah. Because that's what's cool. I mean, reading about the old cunning folk and stuff like that that used to live around by where I live now. Um, in the West Country, it's kind of like, well, you don't, you've got your own magical practice. You're not so much interested about what they did. I just like how they interact with the community and how things kind of 
their infamy and the way that people, you know, with any film, I mean, we see this with things like Spider-Man, where every couple of years they recast Spider-Man and make yeah. another one. You don't so much see that with things like Harry Potter. You don't see a new spin on the classics. I mean, what mm. about if they were to remake uh, Practical Magic? What Although, do you think? I'll give you one exception to that. One, I don't think they could remake Practical Magic. It's perfect the way it was. Um, well, they they remade Charmed, didn't they? They remade Charmed. Have you seen the new one? <laughs> I've seen I've seen a few clips. I haven't been able right. to sit and watch it, mainly because it's far too PC. Um, it's ruined the whole the whole point of what it was trying to do yeah. by focusing on the wrong aspect. There was never a problem with the sisters. The problem was with the sorts of magic they were practicing. So it was kind of like. You know, if you were going to remake it, you make the magic darker and not worry about making the characters literally Well, darker. I mean, they, they did ask the fans, I think, what would they like to see? And what all of the fans, essentially, or most of the fans all said, we want the fit, we want the new series or whatever you're making now to pick up on after. So you want like the next generation. So the, the three sisters or the Halliwell's kids, that's what they want to see. Yeah. You know, and of course but they went not, in a complete But that's not what direction. they gave at all. Yeah, I know. It's terrible, isn't it? But you know, don't listen like, to the fans. I mean, we it's were, not like they're paying for the books and the movies and like stuff, when is they, it? When they introduced Billy, for example, in those yeah. last two seasons, the whole point was that she was going to be the next spin-off. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that dream died. Um, I don't know how. And then obviously you got this kind of build up towards the end where you were like, oh, next generation that'd be a bit fun but then again they did exactly what um the mistake that jk rowling did with the last harry potter book and you know gave them a little bit too perfect an ending you know yeah. they all had three children and they all lived happily ever after that sort of thing well, <laughs> it was I mean, a bit anticlimactic with the cursed child in that the play i think that because i've not seen that or read that but i think that carries on with the next generation in it harry Harry's son and um, Malfoy's daughter or something like that. But yeah, so that's kind of the next generation. And at the end of the day, I mean, you're either going to... What a lot of people try to do is introduce and remake something when actually what a lot of people or what a lot of producers and filmmakers mistake is that they they there's already a huge cult following still with Charmed. I mean, it was from, yeah. what, two decades ago now? But there's still all of these people are still, you know, fans of that show. And, you know, to take something like that and make it into something completely different, you may as well just have made a different show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But right. So to go in the opposite direction, I can think of one example that always gets re remaked every every couple of years. And that's Merlin, oh, Sword yeah. in a Stone. Which I know we'll cover more more thoroughly probably on another uh, another podcast, but Berlin. but yeah, <laughs> but you know like there was always one like there. Uh, so I think there was was it songs of uh, songs of Avalon or something like that that kind of in the eighties. Oh, there's then... there's some really bad ones on um there's this, <laughs> this production company called Pluto Movies and they put things on Channel Five during the daytime and they made a Merlin Arthur Merlin remake and it was so unbelievably bad and trashy that I don't know whether that it was 
whether I recommend watching it because it's so bad. Yeah. It's kind of like The Exorcist. It's a parody of itself. Yeah, it's been around so long that it's actually... It's been remade by its viewers. No, oh, wow. I think The Exorcist will cover at a different point. I don't think think there is enough witch in that to make it into this one. Yeah, Captain, um, how do you have to wait for another time? (laughs) So, whereas, like, with Merlin, like, I really loved it. But I didn't, again, like you said before, I didn't love it because of necessarily the story. I loved it because it was the character dynamic that allowed you to kind of fall in love with the characters rather than actually have anything to do. It wouldn't have mattered if there was no magic involved at all, which to say Merlin with no magic and you would have still watched it. Um, it kind of says exactly what it is. I think the archetype is what's interesting people because they can't sell necessarily, let's say the Christian story anymore so well you've all you've always got the standard archetypes you know the hero's journey and all that sort of thing and and i mean if you look at films and if you look at when they come out you know there's a lot of occultism and magical practice in hollywood because you will find that you know you can break these archetypes down into you know um astrological um journeys and things like that and you will find that the superhero journeys with the hero and the sun and that sort of thing comes out in the summer you know and does quite well i mean it was once said by an occultist um that i know that if you ever wanted to write a book or something like that or do a film you should flatter the archetype and then release it when that archetype essentially is in full bloom so when that archetype rules the so you know the calendar year yeah because that's when the energy will be present for that story yeah no it definitely works but, but what are you watching at the moment then i'm trying to think i've still how bad's this so how long ago did the last season of originals come out well, I tell you what, I haven't finished watching it. That's I haven't watched series it. Series three, isn't it? No, season five. Season five of the originals, I, is it? Of the originals. Oh, wow. Okay. I have I'm not well watched behind. season five because I don't want it to end, and I know it's gone. Oh, so that's once sad. I've, how bad's that? Like, I really, really want to watch it, but I don't want this story to end, and I don't want it to end badly. So it's just kind of like. If, either if they end it badly or they end it perfectly, I will still be disappointed. So I kind of leave myself in that permanent state of, of never know, never will know. Well, there's no pleasing some people, and clearly <laughs> you're one of those people. So, but I I enjoy it. I enjoy seeing these new these new kind of archetype, you know, rehashes of these archetypes over and over again. Um, I'm trying to think what I'm waiting for. There's a new one coming out. There's the order, which is on. Um, yes, that was good. That was quite interesting. I think that's coming out um in 2020. It said early 2020, um. But I mean, that's quite interesting because that involves all of the kind of gatekeeping and stuff like that that we yeah. were talking about. It's literally a case of. I do quite like those because it's literally like it's set in like with something like Arthur or Lord of the Rings is set in kind of a similar universal world to ours but with things like the order is literally 
the mundane actually discovering real magic and that magic yeah. really exists and then having to navigate that new world you know taking into account that oh wow magic actually exists and all of these things are real um that was kind of i think something that jk rowling did quite good it's the case that she literally has the mun mud muggle mundane world and the magical world kind of separate but encroaching yeah. on each other at various points yeah it's it's a really good plot device is all is all i'm going to say but yeah because yeah. i think yeah sorry i think i think it's a mixture of kind of like where where jk rowling does it so good is the case of you forever touching on it like it's it's that oh it might just be found out this time like yeah. you know or you oh the secret's going to be out and then it's not quite and it's that you know which she managed to push into the follow series with newt scalamander and whatever um and i've totally pronounced his name and we'll be we'll be <laughs> we'll be tarred all over the internet now because of this um but yeah like she still carried to marry that on it's that secrecy part of oh well this whole other world you just don't know about and it's it's so easily to miss it because you know magic and shit like I, I think that will always capture capture the imagination, whereas it's never going to quite be as beautifully raw as practical magic. Like, so if you were to, because we're approaching the end of the, the podcast all of a sudden, um, if you had to recommend to someone that's never watched a film with witches in, to get an idea of the sort of taste you have for that kind of a film what would you recommend what would you say okay this is a great film you have to watch i think if you wanted kind of closest to an authentic as you can get i'd probably say practical magic if you want fun i'd have to say chilling sabrina like okay. those those are my two archetypes that you'd wow. have to have what what about you well, I would say the skeleton key, um, and I'd get told off for that. Oh, we didn't cover that one. But then I have got a real guilty pleasure, and that's um, Supernatural, as in the yes, TV series. Yes, that was good. But there we go. We're out of time, so we should cover those at another date. 